What's up, guys? Thanks again for joining us. We have a podcast called Even More About Nothing. I am one of your hosts, Rafiki, my other co-host. Hi, I go by the name of Mookie, and we have an extra special guest with us today. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Chris Jones. I happen to be the uh, president and founder of Corby Telecom. All right. Uh, any any other interesting things you'd like to to uh, tell our listeners about yourself? Well, um, a couple things. One, I was one of the one of the hidden facts about me is that I actually started the first internet radio station in Lawrence, Kansas, called World of the Beat. It was actually started back in 1999, and held that held that title for years. So it was actually I actually was uh, protesting against the local radio station up there because of the fact that. I just couldn't take them playing a song. They literally played a song 32 times in one day. Oh no. And I was done. I couldn't take it. I couldn't I couldn't take it anymore. That was a rap on the day. So my friend and I uh put together uh put together an internet radio station and lo and behold, uh it was great. It made about fifteen hundred dollars and I stand in the I stand in the history of that. But now my company, Corby Telecom, um, we are out to actually save people a lot of money. And that's what we're doing right now. As a matter of fact, if you bring people over to to my particular company and you're a customer and they stay with us, your service, because you brought that customers to me, is absolutely free. So please contact me at www.christopher994679.templewireless.com. Cool. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a master's class in how to market yourself. I've seen some of you clowns on Instagram, Facebook talking about, hit me on the back. No. This is how you market yourself. You introduce yourself, what you've accomplished, and what you try to get done. You go, hit me on the gram. Boy, get out of here. This is, yeah. Listen to this man, man. Please. <laughs> and please, that, that really does. I agree with you 100%. Oh, my goodness. It's got to stop. Oh, I mean, Lord. Please understand. Hit me back. Does not make you money. The word "hit me back" does not make you money. So please stop that. Please. Yeah, I, 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 there's a couple of podcasts I listen to, and they try to promote people in the community. And like, send us your video or your pi- or whatever it is you do. Send us like your music video, your song. People's like, Absolutely. yeah, I wrote the song about this one time I broke with my girlfriend. Here it is. Where can we find the song? Right. Yeah, people don't know how to market themselves anymore. I mean, I understand. Like, everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. No one knows how to market themselves. It's funny. We're listening to... We had service this morning, and they were talking about um, Joe Lewis's fist in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And his most famous... Well, not his most famous. was from his clothes. Everybody wanted to go to heaven. Nobody wants, wants to die. die. Right. Everybody wants to be rich. Everybody wants to go to Dubai. Everybody wants to be rich. But no one wants to put in the work. Nobody wants to put in the work. You know, it's, it's funny that y'all say that because one of my one of my business mentors is um, Gary Vaynerchuk of VaynerMedia. And one of the things that he talks about constantly is hard work and patience. He says, nobody wants to put in the hard work. He said, because you got to realize to be in the upper 1% in the United States, you know how much you have to make a year? Probably three hundred thousand dollars a year. No, four hundred grand will guarantee that you are in the upper one percent of rich people in the United States, no matter what. If you make four hundred grand, if you make four hundred grand a year or more, you are in the one percent. Period. 
No. Huh. Okay. And again, we're not, this is not a political podcast. We're a podcast about nerdy things. But I do want to have this discussion. It was during the fight for 15. And at that at that moment, and I still feel like I'm, I stand with like people should make. Because I feel like this is your entire life. Mm-hmm. And you should put yourself in a position where you, you're not begging someone else to make, give you $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. But even at $15, this is your life. You're you're absolutely you're giving when you give someone your time you're giving in a relationship and a friendship at a job you are giving away your life and you are getting something in return absolutely fifteen dollars an hour is not that much so you put yourself in a position to get something well and, and I agree with you on that go ahead yeah and my argument was like I don't care if they made it thirty dollars an hour my goal in life is to make three hundred thousand I've said it before I said it again billionaire by forty how don't ask me I'll get there right. billionaire by forty right people was like Oh, well, you can't be, well, like, that's too much money. Huh? <laughs> Boy, if you don't get your, mm. anyway, well, before we get too far off. Well, no, yeah. I mean, and I agree with you on that. The, the problem that a lot of people don't realize is this, to, it depends on the area of the United States that you're in. Yeah. $15 an hour in, let's say, for example, Manhattan, Kansas, where I went to school at a K-State, is a great income. You you could be up. You could be middle middle class with fit, with thirty thousand dollars a year, which is what fifteen dollars an hour is. is yeah. Okay. However, fifteen dollars an hour doesn't do anything for you in Brooklyn, New York. Nah, it does nothing for you, you in Miami, Florida. It does nothing for you, especially in L.A. In L.A. In L.A., you know what fifteen dollars an hour gets you? A burrito. Home, it gets you homeless. <laughs> I mean, I want you to think about yeah, that for really, a minute. You're right. Yeah. I mean, so what I am always been a proponent of is this. Look, put together something that you can actually market out there to people that people like, that people enjoy, and people will get behind. Make money off of that and then pass opportunities over to people. That's why the knowledge-based society has always worked. It always has. It always will because... No matter what happens, no matter what goes down, nerds will always find a way. Geeks will always find a way to make money because that is the common denominator in a knowledge based society. You got to realize that nerds and geeks have completely positioned themselves to make as much money as they want due to one thing, and that is the Internet. Yeah, period. Yeah, and and that's um, that's amazing you say that. And this is going to tie us back to the gaming thing. And I want to I want you to give a little bit of your background into like nerd um, knowledge based history, nerd mm-hmm. geek, you geek dumb geek history, your geek background. Um, one of the podcasts I listen to on a daily, not a, yeah, a daily slash weekly basis is mm-hmm. called Kind of Funny. It's a company started by four guys: Colin Moriarty, Greg Miller, um, I don't remember the other two, Tim and. Nick's Nick Scarpino and Tim Geddes and then kind of funny Kevin uh, they hired him recently mm-hmm. those four guys worked for IGN the biggest gaming company in the world mm-hmm. um, the, well gaming news media I, they're the biggest as far as like gaming news no, they are the CNN of the gaming world okay. more information comes out of IGN than any other gaming site and they're, 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 they're amazing what they'll do those four guys said this is cool we want to do something different they left that company and four dudes started their own company kind of funny they LLC'd it started their own company and now a few weeks ago they hosted um, Final Fantasy Uncovered mm-hmm. they started their own company 
by doing the things they love. They were already t- they were already doing this at their work, but they wanted to do it in a way that was more fulfilling. So they took they took their knowledge, mm-hmm. what they knew how to do. It's not like they went and like started Facebook. No, they went started a YouTube page, a Twitch channel, and a Patreon. And based on their Patreon subscribers alone, if the math is correct, pre-tax it's two hundred k, two hundred sixty k a year. You split that four ways, mm-hmm. and then you take taxes out of it, and they're LLC first-year company, so they're getting taxed a lot. But yeah. you got to think, in five years, YouTube ad revenue? Absolutely. iTunes ad revenue? Mm-hmm. They hosted Final Fantasy Uncovered. They didn't do that for free, y'all. Nope. So I feel like people was like, oh, well, oh, I don't want to do this, and I'm into this. I listen to a podcast about cars. I don't care anything about cars, but they talked about a Tesla. I listened for two weeks. That podcast is like the number three listened to car podcast in the world. Absolutely. They probably they have a lot. So if you find your niche, niche, whatever, how yeah. do people pronounce it, right. you find something you love to do and you take that hobby and you, and that's how people, I feel like the most successful people are. You take your hobby and you turn it into a profession mm-hmm. or you take what you're good at and you turn it into a profession well, and then you can be as successful as you want to be. Right. And, and as far as with me is concerned, kind of giving you, kind of giving you my background. I mean, I was always a nerd. I was always an entrepreneur nerd. Um, my first gaming experience, I'll never forget, was on the Odyssey gaming system Hell, back in the day. Hey, I mean, wow. old, old. Okay. I mean, I remember my Don't cousin. Yourself now. Oh, that's fine. I'm 50 years old. But I'm <laughs> a 50 year old nerd. Okay, <laughs> I'm a 50 year old nerd. But, but please understand that back then. Playing the Odyssey gaming system was it. It was considered to be that high dollar gaming system because you couldn't buy it anywhere other than Dillard's. So my mom got it because everybody was Dillard's used to sell video games? Oh, yeah. Dillard's used to sell all kind of video games. Yeah, Dillard's is where I go to get my nice shirts. I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah. They They sold video games. Matter of fact, they had an extensive, extensive, um area where you could do it as low, as far as electronics is concerned. The very first big screen TV I ever saw in Kansas City was at Dillard's. What? Yep. That's so wild because I, I, I just go to Dillard's to get my shirts. It was, a, it was a Magnavox big screen TV and at that point it was like I think it was like 40 inch TV and it was huge because it was in the big consoles back in the day. The mm-hmm. big wooden consoles. Yeah, yeah. And I remember my, my dad and my mom one of the biggest arguments they ever got into was that TV. My dad was like, we can get that TV right now. I can watch every boxing event going <laughs> out of town with that thing, man. And so, but I remember when we bought a TV, it was a 35-inch big, big console TV. I'll never forget as long as I live. I'm playing I am playing Odyssey, and I mean, I am dueling with kids in the neighborhood on this thing. They're like coming over there. We're playing. We're just playing a game that looks almost like Space Invaders, and we're sitting there. We're playing the game. I'm like, "Yep." I'm like, "Uh huh." What? What you got? What? What? Get out of my house. <laughs> Let's go. So it went from it went from there to everything from DJing to. Um, uh, my biggest, my biggest ones. I used to, I used to go in. We actually had a, uh, we actually had a group. It was a whole bunch of us. We were, we were so geeked out. It was ridiculous. But we came up with a strategy. We had big guys. I had a really, really uh, big friend of mine by the name of Calvin, and and he and I had another big friend Jay. So we walk in like we like we own the place, 
And it, it was so funny. We go to clubs. We tell them, look, we will provide you with guys that can dance. We'll provide you with a DJ because we always roll with a friend of mine. His name is Ruben. He could DJ like crazy. I would get on the mic and just talk and hype up the crowd. We said, okay, look, we can negotiate this. 10% of the door and 10% of the bar. That's all we want. They said, done. We liked their whole place. So we used to go to this ridiculous nightclub up in Topeka, Kansas. Mm -hmm. Okay, now Topeka, Kansas. Have you ever been to Topeka, Kansas? I I found myself in Topeka. I don't know how I got there, but I was anxious to leave. Yeah, I was really (laughs) anxious to leave. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I woke up in Topeka. I was like, "Y'all gotta go back to Lawrence. I got class in forty eight hours. I gotta go." So we went. So we went up there, and it was it was really great. It was really fun. Um, but it was a way where us as geeks we made money because of the fact that we provided a service, and that was something that I never understood. Like nowadays, kids are like, "I can't find a job." I'm like, "Who cares about a job?" There's too many business opportunities that are out there. So we made a way to make make money when our parents was like, no, the well is dry. We're broke. No, you're not. You just don't want to give us no money. Okay, I can deal with that. We'll just go make our own money. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Then from there was the internet radio station, and it just kind of took off from there. Um, Been involved in multi-level marketing companies before anything from Amway to Excel to whatever. But now it's about Temple Wireless and making and, you know, and trying to build that up and make money and actually help people because I talked with a lady yesterday and she's literally spending on a household of five people on her cell phone bill for hundred dollars a month. Yeah. I said, I said, girl, what are you doing? She said, I don't know. I said that it shows $400 a month. It shows you're dying. That's what's happening. So, yeah, that's a little bit about my geekdom. And I was always a comic book collector. Always, always, always. Yeah. Uh, my mom made me mad one time. I went off to college. She sold my comic book collection. Hell! Be fighting. Oh, it, it was, that was, that was the first time I really, like, cussed at my mother. I mean, cussed loudly. Like, the whole, I'm like, my dad came upstairs and was like, boy, if you don't shut up and quit cussing at your mom like that, I'm like, you don't know what she just sold. I had... I, I was a big, one of my big um, comic books that I loved was Masters of Kung Fu. They brought that back. I love that series, okay? I had, I had the last, what was it? The last 60 comic books in that series. Oh, wow. And I had the very first one. Oh, no. Oh, and she no. sold it to a private collector. Ready? Oh, no. Ready? How much? And I found this out from my daughter. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I didn't find out my daughter. But I found this out. She sold it for $500. Now, here's the crazy part. The very first Master of Kung Fu oh. by itself. Oh. Must be at least that much. Alone. Yeah. Triple that. Oh, it was triple. Yeah, it was triple. Triple that. The entire, because I had not only that. But I had the entire uh, Daredevil series that showed when he was fighting and when he was fighting Kyrgy and the Hand. I also had the series where it introduced Stick for the very first time. Oh, in the Daredevil yo, series. Right. 
no, oh, no, it gets no, it gets no, worse. No. It gets worse. Oh. I had the whole section of Batman detective. Uh, no, it was Batman series when he was turned into a vampire. If you all remember that one, yeah, I, remember that. I had that whole section. Oh my goodness. Okay, that just hurts my heart. But the worst one ever, the worst one ever, which I just, to this day, I'm like, Mom, why did you do this to me? Why? Why? I had the X-Men where they introduced Storm. What? I found it at a garage sale. My heart aches for you. Oh, my heart aches for me because when I calculated all of this in today's prices... Inflation I, must be astronomical. I would be able to buy two of the duplexes that I'm sitting in right now. Metal. Sick. So here's the deal, folks. If you have comic books and your parents throw them away, blow them up on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got to say. So that's, so that's a little bit about my my. <laughs> I'm still uh, a grand follower of, um, of Wired Magazine. I love Wired. Um, I love Fast Company magazine, and I am always been and I always will be uh, a huge fan to the internet. God bless the internet, because if it wasn't for the internet, a lot of the freedoms that we enjoy in today's society wouldn't would not just exist. not be existent right now. Yeah, for and sure. I, and I mean, you all are able to be like super free compared to what I was back in the day, because you know somebody crosses the young people wrong in today's society. Twitter is the equalizer that nobody saw coming. Because, I mean, there has been destructions of government because of Twitter. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you all are the grand equalizer. Like right now, not to be political, but right now, the reason why all the candidates are on Twitter real heavy is because of the fact they realize that if they irk you all, everybody under the age of 30, 18 to 30, if they realize they tick you off, the election is a wrap because you all will completely destroy them on the internet, and that's all it is. Yeah, it's and it's it's funny. I was listening to, I think it was a Forbes podcast or uh, one of the business podcasts I listened because I like to. Because honestly, I'm driving, I'm at school, I'm working. Mm-hmm. I rarely sit down and watch TV, and that's what they were talking about. The NFL is. In negotiate, listen to this. This is the way they structure this. Mm-hmm. The NFL, National Football League. League, is in negotiations with Twitter to stream their games. Um, it's already done. It's a wrap now. Yeah, that's happening this season. It is going to go down, and they're going to stream the games on Twitter. Even even though they coincide that with ESPN and also with ABC, it is a wrap. And Fox News, it is a wrap. It is done. You can watch a game. Twitter. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like, you would think 10, 20, 30 years ago for sure. Twitter would it would be Twitter and now in negotiations with the NFL mm-hmm. to get the NFL to come to no one is watching TV. Like I have a, I have a TV. Mm-hmm. I use it as a monitor. Mm-hmm. I use it to watch Hulu on my Xbox and play Xbox. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We, like they disconnected the they disconnected the cable at my folks' house for three weeks and no one noticed. Right. <laughs> And they're like, you know your cable's off, right? And we're like, oh, work? Yeah, we're going to cancel our service. But we can renew. I'm like, nah, y'all good. Y'all keep it. We'll send you the box. We'll get Google Fiber whenever it comes up. Yeah. What? Cable? Why? How? Right. Because <laughs> right now, right now, Comcast, Comcast 
is being internally destroyed. Oh yeah, they're by, hemorrhaging money by oh, yeah. the by because the fact that nobody wants. Who cares about NBC, CBS, and ABC and Fox? Nobody cares. There's only a handful of shows that people care about, and those are being phased out. American Idol gone. Um, the Voice, it's still there. It still has relevance. A lot of relevance, right? For the Fo- most part, yeah. yeah Fox, uh, Fox. The only really, there's a bunch of uh, shows that they put on there, but there's two shows in particular that they really had that were really good. Twenty Four, which is one of my favorite shows of all. Twenty Four was amazing. Yeah, amazing. I am. And of course, there's a lot of there's a lot of following going on right now with with shows like Sleepy Hollow. Um, I've heard I've heard a lot of things uh, about that. Empire is getting a big follow. Yeah, East Empire is growing up. Yeah, Empire is huge. Gotham has a pretty big following. Oh, yeah. for the well, most well, part. Yeah. well, Gotham is Gotham is just it, Gotham. It, those shows that you just mentioned, that is what's saving Fox. Now, I will tell Fair you, enough, yeah. I will tell you right now the. The network that is the up-and-coming network, and a lot of people have been disagreeing with me on this, the up-and-coming network in the future is going to be the CW. I'm telling you. Oh, yes. CW is murdering people right now. Their demographics are over the chart because they are actually doing something that nobody has ever thought of. They 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 are taking stuff that we love, and they're sticking it on TV. All the comic book heroes, boom, they're on CW. And the crazy thing is when they don't have enough space or enough room, they're shipping and partnering with another network. Absolutely. Because uh, Greg Berlanti, um, Andrew Kreisberg, and Mark Guggenheim, mm-hmm. those three men, that trio, are geniuses. Because they, they're all Each Absolutely. of them, they all work together, but they all are showrunners of their each show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Guggenheim, he's the basically the head of Arrow, and then the other two are underneath, but help him out. Mm-hmm. Andrew Kreisberg for uh, for uh, Flash, and then um, Greg Berlanti for Supergirl, which he ended up having to go on to right. CBS because they just they don't necessarily have the space. They still got other shows exactly. that they have to show. Yeah, exactly. But like, and which is why I feel like, and again, I might be wrong, and I'm, I might eventually get proven wrong. I mm-hmm. still got two seasons left. Um, I said. Is it on CBS or ABC? CBS. Yes. They ain't got space for that. They ain't got time for that. They ain't got time for Supergirl. Which is yeah. which is funny. Because mm-hmm. look what CBS got. NTIS. Probably still the biggest show on television. Right. Um, what you gonna call it? Big Bang Theory. It's yeah. not exactly... A, okay, here's the, the funny part about... It's a show about nerds doing nerdy things. And it's the biggest drama on television. Absolutely. Biggest comedy or whatever it is. Absolutely. It's a show about nerds doing nerdy things. The Absolutely. biggest show on television. Or the second biggest show on television. Mm-hmm. One of the two. I feel like CBS and ABC in particular have forever had the standard of we're number one in everything we do. I don't think Supergirl's ever going to be number one. No. On that scene. Which is why I feel like that show is destined to die. But if it does die, it's going to be resurrected as a TV thing or what thing. The comment you made about um, CW, mm-hmm. one of the greatest things they did was that web series with Vixen. For Vixen. Oh, yeah. Well, five miniseries or five, five mini uh, episodes. Six episodes, five minutes apiece, basically each equaling up to a half an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wrap that all up, tied her into the. They, they tied the cartoon actors to the real world actors and then tied the, the real world actors into, into the era. live action show. Mm-hmm. And then they weaved her out, and now she could just be online for forever. She can just, she just exist and then she on the internet. She'll make an appearance every so often. And she'll just exist back. on the internet forever. Well, see that, and see that uh, goes back to something that I don't understand why nobody has picked up on it, 
And this is an idea that literally I've been thinking about for for years now, ever since, in particular when Arrow came out. Why is it that you see all of these you see all these microcultures that are popping up all over the United States, all over the world, where people are meeting and congregating and having basically flash mob moments of what's going on in the world? Since geeks and since nerds comprise of the top 1% of money that's out there in the United States, let's just be real, because it is not industrial giants no more. It is not the, it, they don't own the money. It's the Mark Zuckerbergs. It is the Bill Gates. It is all of the rest of the digital Illuminati that has put together all the money that is in there right now. How come nobody is setting cultural events based on that? I mean, the last major cultural event that we saw as far as in there was, of course, the 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 rise of Comic-Con and the rise of, um, in particular, raves. Like, I, I remember going to, like, the first rave event here in Kansas City back in the 90s. I'll never forget that as long as I live. It changed my life. It really did. It changed my life. I'll say the one person, Zuckerberg and Elon Musk, I would say are the spearheads for that movement. Because mm-hmm. Zuckerberg, they just had their big Facebook conference thing. It's mm-hmm. talking about Facebook video. And then this huge tech giant um, in France is now having a web-based uh, conference about networking. And the entire thing is going to be streamed through Facebook video live. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be in Paris. But mm-hmm. if you can't make it to the conference, hop on Facebook. Right. Go to their page. Watch the live video. Fantastic. Elon Musk um, doing amazing things with Tesla. Right. They finally announced the Model 3, which is their $35,000 car. I saw the conference. Oh, my goodness. It's so good. It's gorgeous. It's so good. Have you seen the car? It's so no, good. I've seen a good oh. I haven't really like, looked Look, like I am a, like, I swear allegiance to the Mercedes-Benz Brownell to the day I die. I will. I will probably be buried on the from from the from the rehearsal from the from funeral house mm-hmm. to the grave plot. They will probably carry my casket in a Mercedes Benz. Okay. I, I, I pledge allegiance to Mercedes Benz. Right. I will buy a Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Whenever it doesn't take five years to get one. That car. The idea. It's a fully electric car. Yeah. And it comes with built-in autopilot. It's not even a car. It's a transportation pod. Exactly. But he is leading the charge. I don't care what GM and all these other guys, and they're coming. Don't get me Don't get me wrong. They're coming. But Elon yeah. Musk and Tesla are so far ahead of the pack. He is He is building spaceships, and they just figure out how to make roads. Well, it, it's it, like, for example, a lot of people, like, one of the things that I, uh, that I'm really, really sick and tired of, and I have been for quite some time, is this mythical illusion that people feel as though they got to go back to the way it used to be. And I'm, I'm sitting there and it, it burns me. You just don't understand. It's like late at night, I'll be like, ah, I just can't take it no more because I'm like, nobody wants to go back to 1957. No, absolutely Nobody not. wants to do that. I mean, granted, the only thing that was quality back in 1957, let's just be real, was comic books. Other than that, nothing. I don't want to go back to 1957. I want to go to 2057. I'm itching to go to 2057. God, you know, God, if I make it that long. But 
the biggest thing that I am seeing in today's society is that society, for some odd reason, and it's basically just, it's basically my parents' generation that are fighting your generation. And unfortunately, my generation is the one that's stuck in the middle of this class, of basically this generational war that's going on. Because the baby boomer generation wants to keep everything in 1957. Your generation of millennials are like, I'm not doing that. You can hang that up. We will we will technologically blow you out the door if need be, and we will make you feel dumb. But what has irked me to no end is that for some odd reason, in this process that we're seeing unfold, this what I call what I call reality TV politics. And that's all it is, because this political, this is not a this is not a, this is not an election run for the presidency of the United States. Oh, no. It's, 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 this is nothing flat out. This is nothing but generational warfare. It really is. And, and I am, and I am not, um, that's not something that I'm cool with. I really am not. I really am not. I really am not. So one of the things that I was, so that's one of the things that personally I was, I, I've been very perplexed about as far as the, as far as just things that are going on right now is concerned is that we're not seeing more of this in large scales. I would love to see more public forums based on what is, what is going on right now in the world based on reality. And like and again, you know the funny part is we haven't even gotten to any of the notes. But this is what the, this is the reason we started this podcast. Yeah. Is because we might even get to these notes. We might just talk and see what happens. <laughs> uh, I feel like there's a there's a, there's a, there's people of two mindsets and I found myself um um in a discussion on Facebook and I realized that First of all, not humanity. Um, the, the amazing and the difficult part about humanity is that we're all individuals, mm-hmm. and we can collaborate and build the world, and we can argue and mutually assure destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, no one wants to come to the middle. Right. That is that is what I find is the biggest problem on every single issue. I don't care. It's gaming. It's. Uh, TV, it's sports, it's this, it's that, politics, life, money. No one wants to come to the middle. No one is willing to say, I feel this way. Mm-hmm. But but I, I, I want to, no one wants to hear the other side. And that's my right. biggest problem with my generation, my millennials. We do have amazing advances every day. I have a phone that is nothing but glass and parts, but I can... I can run a multi-billion dollar company from this phone. Right. If I really felt like this. Right. Absolutely. I need to stop making excuses because I was taking notes in church today and I was like, I could write my paper on this phone. I, I really could. Yeah. I, everything is in here. Yeah. And I hit a button and it's in the cloud. Mm-hmm. And I pull it on. I don't have to be at a computer anymore. I can do it on the phone. We, we feel like we have made so many advances that we don't need to hear the older generation because their ideas are... Um, Either Mount. null and void or too old or this or that, which I, I, to some point, I understand. At some point, some things need to be left in the past. But I feel like, you hear what I said, 
if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it again. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel, and I, honestly, I don't, I feel like I'm, I hope I'm not this way. I feel like I'm one of the few people, oh, no, no, I don't care what it is. We can come to the table, we can have a discussion, and we can try to meet at the middle. And if the middle is something you don't want to do, I can sit in the middle and I can wait for you. I'm, I'm a grown man. I got other things to do. Right. But I'll, I'll be here whenever you're ready to have the discussion. You can go on and fester and be upset. I'm a grown man. I'm gonna be here. We can have this discussion. Or we can agree. We can always agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. That doesn't exist. I don't know how people can. Um, I was talking about like um, my political opinions. I was like, I like Hillary. Well, black people shouldn't like Hillary. What? What? She Just, said this about she. She Hillary said black people oh, are what is it? What is it? Oh, something yeah. predators. Uh, I can't remember the exact line, but it's something along super predator or something something close to something that. predators. I was like, she said that thirty years ago, and, and the woman has apologized. Well, the sad part several is, times. Well, the sad part is is that the reason why that she the reason why that she said that. And there was a gargantuan reason why she said that. And what a lot of people don't understand and what a lot of people don't get is the content of the times that she said it in. She said it back in the 90s. That is the word I was looking for. Context. Yeah. She, a lot of people take things way out of context. Oh, yeah. Where, Especially in this, uh, you know, if, if you look at the time period that she said it in, I mean, you got to realize the world was affixed with a, with a really ugly viral substance called crack nobody had seen crack coming i mean nobody saw the chemical components of crack ever and so when she said that there were super predatorial people that were out there i mean they were littered on kansas city streets they were littered in st louis littered in topeka littered all over the place and so yeah when she said it yeah it was real because you saw the rise of Crips and Bloods invaded into Kansas City after the movie Colors came out. Mm-hmm. You saw... Um, See, Bro- I read about that. And it's funny. Um, people was like, ain't no real Bloods in Kansas City. Yes, sir. I'm like, go to the 30s and the 60s. Oh, yeah. Well, and people question. don't know. But, and, and, but then again, people who live in China Mission don't know about the 30s and the 60s. And, and the like, oh, part, that's just a rough part. And the sad part is, is they're in China Mission. They're buying houses. They're hanging out. They're in call centers. They're in. They're driving Uber. They they are all over the place. And what people don't understand is that the new style gangsters. You don't know who they are. You don't. They don't fly. fly they don't fly colors like they used. They don't know. fly colors. They don't. They don't organize themselves. They don't get out there. I think. And this brought back to. It brings back to something that I learned a long time ago. As far as with comic books is concerned, one of the one of the the things that. I think has been missed with the whole concept of comic book culture in particular is that we don't have anything to cheer for long term anymore. Mm, We just don't. I mean, that was the beauty of comic books. Every week or month, you had a comic book. And usually, like for me, when I bought comic books back in the day, we went to 7-Eleven. They were on a round spindle magazine rack at the front of the door. Now, that could never happen now because people would just take them and roll. 
But at the front of the door, there were comic books and you would sit there and you would read and talk to Jean, the attendant. And you would just sit there and you're reading, 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 reading. And you'd read the whole thing and go, I want this. Okay. 75 cents. Yep. Done. Have a nice day. Goodbye. But you go home and you would immerse yourself into that person's character saying to yourself, I'm cheering for this guy. What happens to this character next? So the writing and the artwork would immerse you into that. Mm-hmm. And I think that unfortunately in today's society, we don't have a whole group of people saying that, hey, if a, if a billionaire geek can devise a way to come up with multitude of gadgets and fight crime in a big city like New York, I can do it too. And I think that that's what's missing in today's society is that there is not enough geekdom that has gone out there to society to say, you know what, there is the possibility of hope out here. Because our hope, when we were in the 80s and 90s, our hope was on technology. I think the problem is, is that now the hope has to go back not only to technology, but wow, if this is great, what else is going to be cooler? That's what I keep saying, man. I think people have miniaturized imaginations. Mm-hmm. And, like, not that the universe, like, mess up this again. Like, think about, like, all the things we've learned about the earth and humanity and anatomy and everything. We still haven't figured out two big things. We haven't mapped out the entire ocean yet. Right. And we haven't mapped out the human brain. Think about how small Earth is mm-hmm. compared to the entire universe. No, mm-hmm. Think about how small Earth is compared to the sun. Absolutely. And think how small the sun is compared to the Milky Way. Right. And think about how tiny the Milky Way is and everything else. Yeah, Milky Way is this gargantuan, um, small, 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 but gargantuan it's world compared to... The entire universe of which maybe we have maybe seen point point one 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 zero 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 one 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 dot one 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 percent 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 right. All right, this actually this is probably one of the most constructive discussions we've had in a long time. This is why I like having different personalities on time because like when we had when we first had who was a Davos friend. Oh, Ron, uh, Ronnie. Ronnie on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, it was a different discussion. Then we have John on every five episodes, and we just pretty much talk about Batman for 45 minutes and nothing else. Which, which, because Batman is awesome. Because Batman is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's um one, two, three, four, five, six topics I want to talk about. Go. I just got two things. Okay. So I'll let you go ahead first. Um, I guess... Uh, more like just to touch on them real quick. Uh, I was excited. Um, Killing Joke officially got its R rating yes. by DC Comics. Um, they, it had been lingering for a while. They were talking about it. Now, also, what people may not know, this is the second DC movie ever to get an R rating. The first one is mm-hmm. supposed to be Batman v Superman Home Edition when they put it on DVD. Right. There are things they did not put in the film that are going on the straight-to-DVD package that make it rated R. Now, I've been busy. The only reason why I have not seen that movie, but how was the movie? I don't care about spoiler alert. I don't care. How was the movie? We rated it a B plus. 
Ooh. Go see it twice. Go see it twice because there's a lot. It, even for a comic book person and comic book lover and knower, mm-hmm. for most of it, it was a lot of information. But once I saw it once, I knew what questions I wanted to ask, and I went and watched it again, and I felt like, all right, I've got it figured out. And then I made my solid decision, and we both agreed when we thought a B plus was was good for it. Yeah, okay. Ben Affleck, best Bruce Wayne slash Batman we have seen. Really? I, I would oh, say I don't, I don't know if it's the best Batman because I'm, I'm, I'm only used to okay, well, he's by far, by far the best, Bruce Wayne. the best Bruce Wayne there has ever been. Wow. Ben Affleck nails Bruce Wayne better than anyone, and it's not just Bruce Wayne. It is the essence of being a middle-aged billionaire. Wow! No one has managed to get that. Wow. And this Batman, serious. and again, this Batman is this Batman has been through some things. This is post a lot. This Batman is this. This is a Frank Miller esque version Batman in yeah. terms of age and, and okay. coming yeah. back from so retirement. This, this is okay. older Batman. So I understand that the when we got Christopher yeah. Nolan Batman with Christian Bale, he was younger. It's post Batman year one, so he's he's a little younger. He's right. reintroducing himself into Gotham. This Batman has scars in Gotham that the PD know about him. They know about Batman. Wow. Clark Kent knows about Batman. Wow. Everyone knows about so he's 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 but time and he's got he's got work in this universe. Mm-hmm. So he he's got scars, he's got emotional tension. He, he's the best Bruce Wayne I have seen portrayed in a live action form. Okay. So cool. I mean I was I mean obviously if you want now, to get, did you agree with the did you agree with the casting of Wonder Woman? Very much. Oh, That's the best part of the movie. One of the best parts of the movie. Really? Yeah. Oh. At first, I was like, who is she and why is she here? Again, I feel like Wonder Woman in the movie is still, who is she and why is she here? But the casting of her, phenomenal job. Good. Okay, cool. Um, so, anyways, uh, we actually did a whole, we did uh, an hour and a half just talking about it okay. on one of our episodes. Okay. So, whenever you get the chance, I will, I will episode 25. Uh, we we, okay. we, we, uh, we talk about it. We, we get to go in some pretty good detail. But um, Killing Joke, I know for Caleb and I, and I'm sure as you as well, Chris, has been mm-hmm. one of the best Batman stories ever to hit the shelves. In my personal for, opinion, it is the best. It is the best Batman anything there is. It uh, is a mature. It, it is a mature story um, that goes into psychology, philosophy. Life, love, death, oh, yeah. loss. If if anybody, I mean, everybody has their own opinion. But if in it's me, not, if it does not exist in your top five, I don't know what kind of Batman fan you are. Okay. Better yet, better be top three in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But if it's not in your top five, we've got. I'll go, I'll go top five. I'll go we, top five because my top because my top Batman my top Batman thought or logic of all time is when Batman was dealing with the hand. I think that that was my top one. Okay. Um, my second, without question, is when he had to deal with the whole concept of him being a vampire. Yeah. I, I just thought that that was absolutely intense. Okay. Um, I think that when they started to go into the whole concept of the new Batgirl, I thought that that was really deep. Or uh, wait. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. It was uh, the uh, Cassandra Kane. Yes. Okay. Um, and then. I would call yeah, Killing Joke was good, but I, I would. You should read. I now now I would now I will say this though. Number five, 
I will say this. The whole the whole weird he had a weird, weird encounter. This was a very weird encounter with with Bane. Yeah. With the it, broken back incident. Right. He had a very weird encounter where Bane, there was a section, there was a section in, I want to say it was actually Detective Comics. I'm not sure. Please don't quote me. But um, <laughs> where Bane was actually hunting him down through an entire neighborhood. And Batman had to figure out how to redirect him so that he would, he would kill, he, he could possibly kill him. And I think that the whole concept of that hunt from Batman being on the hunter to being the hunted right was really intriguing because it was Bane basically talking trash like he normally does mm-hmm. versus Batman trying to outwit him now. So the roles were completely reversed. And I thought that that was very interesting whereas Bane was not trying to outwit Batman, but he was literally just hunting him down like a predatory animal. He was just hunting him down. Oh, yeah. And I thought that that was a very interesting um, thought that was a very interesting concept. So, yeah. And like, maybe maybe I'm just jaded, but I feel like um, person to me um, killing jokes exist in the pantheon of Batman comics that cannot be touched. So it's number one for me all time and forever cool. will be until I read something else. Now, two, and a very close two was Batman traveling through time. Because okay. when Bruce he, Wayne lost, yeah, Batman Bruce lost Wayne, in time. Yeah. Lost yeah. in time. Yeah, 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 lost in time. I mean, we saw him hang out with Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. We saw him as a caveman. We saw him essentially what would later be Gaslight Batman. It was an all. It was an alternate um, steampunk universe, mm-hmm. which isn't a direct spinoff that became Gaslight Batman because we know Gaslight Batman exists in an alternate timeline and alternate universe mm-hmm. but we saw him interacting Gaslight Batman and then we've also my favorite my third favorite and I don't think it will ever move from three two can possibly I, I don't think my top three will ever change but Thomas Wayne as Batman mm-hmm. is a concept that the I the new 52 the new 52 mm-hmm. Bruce dies instead of Thomas and Martha Thomas becomes Batman Martha, Martha becomes Joker, Joker. Huh? Yeah. That is, that is, that, that, oh, yeah, so that's, anyway, we can spend another 45 minutes talking about this. Um, what was your other thing you want to talk about? Um, we haven't had a chance to talk about it. Give, like, a, like our quick thoughts on uh, Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key. Okay, cool. For, that was on my list, too. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, we missed We just it. knocked yeah. that one. We missed, <laughs> a, we missed a week last week. Again, we apologize. Things just got crazy. <laughs> um, we might start pre-recording so we don't miss weeks, but, you know, we'll see. Right. Actually, and let's take this moment. Just recently, we hit a thousand listeners on SoundCloud. Woo! We want to thank you guys. I know we sent out a message, but really, awesome. you guys yeah. keep us afloat. Uh, we don't know why you guys want to listen, but thank you. We appreciate it. <laughs> you really but uh, like that—that is—that is a mile marker for us. We didn't think yeah. we'd make it that far. Um, even doing it for six months, we weren't sure we were gonna make it six months uh, back from September. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but we appreciate you guys and for for keeping us afloat and really getting our name out there and starting to kind of create a, a, a bit of that buzz for us and mm-hmm. and pushing us forward. But uh, you yeah. nothing community. <laughs> 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 but uh, un- uh, so uh, for those of you who don't know, um, Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key is a part of the Kingdom Hearts story. It is the very, very beginning of Kingdom Hearts. It tells the story um, from the beginning with the foretellers how 
the Keyblade comes into existence or the Four Tailors and the Keyblade War. So you're getting... It is the prequels prequel or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a mobile game. It is Mm. a mobile game. They... Kingdom Hearts decided to tap into mobile to, to the mobile market. Mm. It was actually a Japan release, and it had been out for about a year, year and a half. And now they just recently, uh, a week and a half ago, released it in North America. Wow! Uh, and so we hopped on it immediately. Wow. Immediately, we saw it on Facebook. We went and downloaded. We didn't have a second thought. We saw a link. Download. Update. Let's go, and we've been we've been at it. So um, I don't know if you want to give a quick thought, a quick, quick yeah, rundown. yeah. Honestly, like I'm not one for like like the mobile games I play um, are something mindless, something easy I can puzzles, do. puzzles I can do the car, chess, yeah, chess, card collecting games, little Marvel fighters, Star Candy Wars fighters. Crush or versions of Candy Crush, yeah, ninety nine seventy, like all the million different variations on Candy Crush, or whatever. So I've never taken mobile games so seriously, except. Plants vs. Zombies, the original. I really liked that. Oh, oh, that was that, good. Plants vs. Zombies was awesome. But, um, yeah, that was that was just one game that, I, I don't know, that's kind of, I fell, I fell in that. I fell. This game was just eating my whole life. I ignore my, I have a super PC. I don't play anything on it because I'm playing on my on my phone. Because yeah. I'm playing Kingdom Hearts. The game, not the 99.9% of the game, and I have, I have, this might just be because of the way my phone, hop off my phone, is I have an iPhone 6S Plus. The game is smooth. But what's key is the art style that they choose mm-hmm. works so well. It's, I don't even want to, it's not like quite cell shaded. Um, but it's, it's not quite a side scroller. Yeah, it's, it's a little it's beyond like, a side scroller. Yeah, it's like, it's, okay. uh, it's like 2.5D um, colored, just, and it just looks fantastic. I'll show you, I'll show you. Yeah, um, We put up screenshots on, um, the, the page you can see him. I posted like the very first um, mission and some pictures, the first raid boss and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, the game just works. You tap the screen to attack or you swipe to attack in a group. If it's a single target, you tap and it just attacks the single target. Wow. Or you swipe the screen and it'll, it'll do a slash attack and attack all the enemies on screen. And then they have these things called medals, which are basically special attacks. Now, the part that's really addicting where it gets... And the game is really deep. The game is really, really deep. For, for it, something so simple, yes, it is very... It, it has really intricate. deep. So these medals um, can be characters from the Final Fantasy universe, the Kingdom Hearts universe, or, or the, the Disney universe. Yeah, um, so they have these medals that give different characters, and they all do special attacks. Some mm-hmm. of them are... They do different levels of attacks. So one might do a single attack. The medals I'm using right now is Valorform Sora, which does three powerful attacks. Hercules, which does... Um, three powerful attacks. Here's the funny part. These are the medals get really interesting. He does more attacks. His attacks do more damage the later he is in the rotation. Oh. Yeah. So then they have keyblades. They have three different... Oh, four. Five. Five different keyblades. Five. Um, I have three. I have four of the five. And you continue to upgrade them and then you can get stronger medals. And then you can also upgrade your medals. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. reason the reason why I say interesting because of fact, especially with with my company, I one of the things that we're heavy on is making sure that people understand that your mobile phone device is more than just a phone. Mm. I mean, I tell people all the time that whatever you do, if you are a heavy gamer, you have to get unlimited everything on your phone. 
Because if you don't, you're just dumb. You're just waking up to dumb at that point. Um, if you tell me, well, I just need 500, uh, I need 500 gigs of, of data. No, you don't. You need as much data as you can get your hands on. Because if you're a gamer, you need volume. You need volume, volume, volume. Now, I do tell people all the time, turn off your data when you get home. Use your Wi-Fi. Plug in, go. Especially if you got Google Fiber. God bless yeah. Google Fiber. Mm-hmm. But, um... <laughs> oh, by the way, that's not an endorsement. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I am endorsing my own company, but that is not an endorsement of Google Fiber. Okay. So, um... What... I, but yeah, I mean, you would be crazy not to say that you can't take your mobile phone device and do anything with it. Like you said, I can run a billion dollar company with my phone. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, as many games as you can get your phones on, get games on your phone. Who cares? Link your phones up. My, my son, they linked up, they linked up, um, it was, um, the smaller, the smaller PlayStation that you can handheld. The P, the Vita or the PSP? PSP. Okay. They linked up like 67 PSPs when they were overseas in Afghanistan. And they would all sit there and play between deployment, the, between going out and doing duty. And they're sitting there playing, 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 playing. I got to go on duty. Hang on. Okay, hold my spot. They come back 24 hours later. Okay, let's go. <laughs> and they're sitting there and they're playing. So, I mean... That's very interesting that you said that because that's something that we are overly emphasizing in Corby Telecom is that you need to make sure that as you get a phone, how does my environment influence my data? Influence my data. Yeah, yeah. So and that was a first, that's really great because like honestly, we like um, we downloaded the game and started playing and we're like, ooh, we can have a party. Every single one of us are in a party. All five of us in the house. We're all in the same party. There's one point where, like, the TV was on and, like, I think Kobe was playing. And we didn't watch the first half because he was he was sucking up a store. Mm-hmm. We were in we were in the room. Kobe was on the television. We were all on our phones playing Kinder Martin's like, hey, uh, you got to do you have a Valor medal? Because I need a Valor medal. I need you to share a Valor medal. All right, hold on. Let me finish this question. I'll share it. Hey, you, I need you to step up your points production because uh, right now you're slacking in the clan mm-hmm. and I can't have people in my clan slacking. So Our rank is falling. Yeah, our rank is We got to get up. We, look, if we're in the top 1,000 this week, we're going to get these medals. I need you to step your game up. Look, we put in work. He literally, he literally one day, uh, we, he gets home from work. He goes, I need you to put in 45 minutes today on Kingdom Hearts because we can't have this. You're slacking. <laughs> I was like, I've already put in two hours. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. and so that game, that game is really just, uh, really just a fun game, mm-hmm. and it's one of those games you could just sit down and get lost to. The soundtrack is, if you're a kingdom, a, a, a fan of the of sound, Hearts. the the sound of Kingdom Hearts, it's just mm-hmm. turn they on took the, the Kingdom Hearts soundtrack so you love so much from those games and just kind of revamped it a little. Mm-hmm. Still the same sound, but some of them were just tweaked just a bit to give it a little different vibe, and you're just like. Oh you're yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And if you and if you don't want to, what I do is I, I, I you can, turn, you can I, turn it. I turn the sound on, turn the sound effects off, play my Kanye, and I play my game. I play my Kanye West in the background, I play graduation, and I play my Kingdom Hearts game. Mm-hmm. Or I'll play a podcast in the background, hook my phone up to the charger, and play for an hour and a half. I go to sleep. See, that's amazing. Yeah, that that's game amazing. is that game that's is amazing. Consumed. That's the stuff that you want. Yeah, that's that game. That game has consumed us. It's really, really good. So definitely check that out. So yeah, if you want if you want to have that type of stuff, very inexpensive services as well. 
please remember to go to my website. Don't forget that. And the reason being is that, look, you guys are paying way too much for cell phone service. Trust me, I can eliminate a lot of those costs. There it is. Yeah, and we'll give you guys the link on the Facebook page, and then we'll have them plug the link audibly at the end of the show. Awesome. Okay, and um, so what I've got? One, two, three, four, five. So I've got five left. Um, um, again, some of these we'll spend a little bit more time on, some not so much. Um, but for the month of March, the NPD has announced that, huh, guess who won? PlayStation is the number one selling console again. Wow. <laughs> again. For how many months in the instance? I think they have only lost, since their release date, three months at the maximum. And they've been out for two years? Two, yeah, about two years. Wow. Look. So, so bottom line, do we are we seeing the potential demise of Xbox? No, I don't think so. Because the X, here's my thing: the Xbox One is on pace to outsell the 360, and there were a ton of 360s out there. Remember, the 360 for pretty much same thing outsold the PS3 for a long time until the end of the life cycle, Mm -hmm. and Xbox One is already on pace to outsell the 360. So it is selling very well. Mm -hmm. The problem is. The PlayStation is like night and day. It's not the PlayStation is Godzilla at this point. Ooh. Yeah, like the Xbox One is a monster in its own right. It is a monster in its own right. But the PlayStation is Godzilla. It is just running through, running through the six with all the woes. It's <laughs> it's just running. They, they just let this thing go wild. Like it is outselling. It might actually outsell the PS2. Think about that. Think about that. Which, by the way, just recently, if you guys didn't know, they just put down the last server for the PS2 the, about a month ago. Yeah. Ooh, so it's the last dead. server for the PS2. So it is done. dead. It yeah. is dead. Dead. Buried. Um, wow. God, that's, that's got to be my favorite console ever. Like, I love my N64. I love my NES. PS2. So many good memories. Oh, uh, but yeah, moving on. Um, I don't think it's going to be the demise of the Xbox One. I think the Xbox One has strong titles coming up this year that are going to do a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I think Xbox One is going to steal a couple months at the end. Um, Quantum Break is doing very well critically. I don't know how it's doing commercially, how much mm-hmm. it's selling, but the critics loved it. Um, Gears of War 4, I um, kind of phased away from the Gears of War franchise because after 3, I was like, you know what? I wasn't exactly ecstatic, but I got a resolution. I'm happy. I could put it down. I didn't touch judgment at all. wasn't interested. Right. Four looks amazing. I've seen some footage. Great looking game. Will I pick it up? I don't know. Depends. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, again, I think it's going to be another 10-month season for PlayStation. Right. It already got January, February, March. Um, and this bar, I think, doing anything stupid. They're probably going to crap April up, too. Um, May, June, July, August, September, maybe. Uncharted's coming out in May. Yeah, May. In May, they're going to clean up. Oh, they're Uncharted. Clean they, yeah, they're going to with Uncharted. Like, and that, I'm giving them May already because the Uncharted alone is going to sell a minimum of 100,000 PS4s. Huh. Yeah. Not to mention that. Because there's a special one edition there's a special PS4 that comes with, with Uncharted uh, uh, skin. I'm yeah, trying fine. to think of the game. My, my son, Derek, is gargantuan gamer and there was one where and I can't think of the um, I can't think of the game for the life of me it is oh it came out last year it was considered to be a perfect 5 out of 5 okay. uh, it was let me see here was it, it an was RPG an, adventure 
It was, I want to say it was an RPG. Metal Gear Solid? Uh, no, it was the, um, oh, it's going to kill, that's going to kill me for the rest of this podcast. That's <laughs> going to kill me if I don't get this. Um, it was, I mean, and they're still playing the game. They're still Fallout? Oh, wait, uh, Fallout. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Fallout. I looked at Fallout, and I looked at Fallout, and I, I, and I saw it, and I said, Who's going to beat this? I mean, Fallout was absolutely mind-blowing on some of the stuff that you could do on Fallout. I remember playing Fallout um, on my um, on my 360. Yes, I still have a 360. Shut up. And because um, <laughs> um, I know there's some friends of mine going to go, dude, you have an upgraded. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. Um, but I, I saw it and I was like, wow, this game is really intense. And then when I, when I saw it over there, they had it on both. Cause I'm not sure if it was on Xbox one. Yeah. Okay. They had it on both Xbox one and PlayStation. The mm-hmm. PlayStation version was so intense and so graphically, it was more, in, it was more stunning. Yeah. Than it was on Xbox One. Xbox One, it looked great on Xbox One, but it was stunning on PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. If you ever if you ever get some time, I wish I could like bring my PC over there, but that's gonna take me you should see it on the PC. Phenomenal. Oh, on the PC. I can run it on ultra graphics. He now, uploaded Skyrim. Skyrim is eleven almost no, it's not eleven years old. It's seven it's a solid seven years old. Solid? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He uploaded it just recently to his, and I almost wanted to kick him off and start playing. First of all, I love that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he introduced me to that game. I got lost in it. I had problems. I had to. I had to remove myself <laughs> from it with how much I got lost in it. We were. I was at his house the first time I played it. He he sat down for three hours waiting for me so we could leave. See to leave. But he saw he put it up, and I was like, "What?" And yeah. see, that's how it was for me with um, because my my video game, and I, and I still love it to this day, and I still have it. It Assassin's Creed, without question. Um, I just love, love, love Assassin's Creed, and I could sit there for hours. I was like, I can't do that um, because when you get to when you get to fifty, in particular. You can't do that for one big reason. You will be divorced. But <laughs> it will. Um, it is. It is nice. See, young. See, that's the advantage of being young. <laughs> Your wives understand these things. Our wives, no, they don't. <laughs> so, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, Not a knock against you, honey. You would understand it, but I don't want to take away time from you. Right, yeah. Disclaimer. No. Um, the th- okay. And last year was just an amazing year for gaming because you thought Fallout was good. Mm-hmm. Look into Metal Gear Solid Five, Phantom Pain, and The Witcher Three, which oh. is a game that's on my list. I saw Witcher Three. Oh, that I is the Witcher best looking oh, game on anything. Yeah, it was, it was, good. It was good. gorgeous. I did, but I, I don't know. I like Fallout. I thought I Fallout was a lot better. I do, we I don't fault you for it. I don't fault you for it. Here's the thing about The Witcher is you can spend 700 hours playing that game and have done one main mission. Ooh. Ooh, that's a lot of hours. Yeah. 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 I think the... I think one guy did a nine... I think it's between nine and 1,200 hours um, complete for Witcher 3, which means 
um, and it's still not done because they're still coming out with DLC, which some we're going to talk about. I'll probably talk about that next. To play every single side mission plus every single main mission, find every single treasure, every single Gwent card, thousands of hours. Ooh. Oh, that game is phenomenal, Chris. You t- I, oh, that game is phenomenal. And the great part about it, they it's a it's a it is a treasure on PC. But the way they worked it out, it feels so good with the controller. It doesn't even bother me. Well, that's like a, and it runs so smooth on the PS4. I would say play it on the PC if you have the option. Or play it on the PS4 if you. Don't. Well, see that that's funny that you mention that because like within my company, that's one of the things that as I'm starting to as I'm starting to hire hire agents in particular. That's one of the things. That's why I built this because this is literally my office right now. I mean, from ping pong table to chairs, couches, TV, the whole nine. One of the things that I wanted to build in my culture was the fact that I I didn't want my agents to feel as though 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you got to go out there and hustle and work. I want you to come in and go, okay, come downstairs, turn off your brain for two hours, then go back out there, do what you need to do. I don't care. But I don't. But I am so much an uh, advocate against working like a dog like that. Mm-hmm. It's not even funny, and I believe that video games is a key to that. I really know. Um, it's yeah. It's very interesting on how much uh, just letting your mind go for about a couple hours really changes uh, sometimes your perspective on things. Um, it, it's very funny, you know. I know for for us. Um, well, your mom's probably a, a little more lenient, but uh, um, but my parents—they're just like, no, <laughs> you're wasting your time, you're wasting brain cells. It's doing nothing good for you at all. Which is the funny. Why part are you even messing with it to begin with? And I'm like, because it's fun, and I can just relax my mind for a little bit, or I can go find an intricate game that makes me think. Yeah, no, and that's funny. And I w- I wanted to bring this up earlier, but um, there was a guy who was suffering from some mental disease, and this was one of the big things for Destiny. His neurosurgeon and his um, um, neuro team that were dealing with his disease had him play Destiny um, to improve his cognitive functioning. Mm-hmm. Now, Destiny is a space opera. has you doing a bunch of complex things, thinking about this, thinking about that. Mm-hmm. And... I- Here's my thing. I, for that generation we got, there's certain things that they don't understand. They Absolutely. don't see. I have a PhD level professor. The guy's a genius. He's like 27 and he's working on his PhD and is at the top of the university. Mm-hmm. Like the guy is a genius. He was like, most people keep an attention span, like reading a book, 25 minutes. Yeah. And you need, you have to take a break. Your brain has to take a break at 25 minutes. Otherwise, everything after that first 25 minutes, is not going to stick as well. Exactly. So there's actually a study process that he uses at a PhD level. 25 minutes, he studies. His alarm goes off, he shuts his book, he looks at TV, reads a, like he doesn't do anything academic. And then after five minutes, his timer goes back, he goes back to being academic. And he can have a four-hour study session that way, but in chunks of 25 minutes. So I've never understood this by why, like, burning the midnight oil, which is, again, it's, it's an old-school African thing, so I understand where they're coming from. But anyway, moving on, before we start talking about culture, <laughs> it's going to be the most diverse podcast. Ratchet and Clank is out um, to... I saw that advertised recently. Really good. Supposedly really, really good. The guys that I trust to review PlayStation games mm-hmm. have been saying amazing things about Ratchet and Clank. So within the next couple of weeks, probably going to pick that up. 
try to um, yeah. try to pick that up, play it through it real quick. Just have some some fun, you know. Just get home from. Not to think too hard because mm-hmm. Richard Clack is a platformer, but supposedly because this this one is and it's funny they advertise it as the game based on the movie based on the game. So it's not exactly like um, a re. Um, a re-upgrade of the original, but it's it kind of is. Some of the areas are the same, but they reworked the story. They redid the voice cast. Because I remember I watched, I tuned into a stream of a friend of mine. And I was like, that doesn't sound like the OG Ratchet and Clank, but it still feels good. It just like mm-hmm. what I saw. I was like, I was like, I tuned in. I was like, Ratchet and Clank. I was like, wait a minute, that looks really good. I was like, yeah, what you? Is this PC? He was like, nah, son, PS4. I was like, this is on the PS4. I need that done. I need that done. And it's only forty bucks. Oh, it's dirt. Yeah. yeah. 40 bucks. for it. And it should be a AAA, multi-billion dollar, $60 game. 40 bucks. But see, that's why it will be that way. Yeah. Because it's $40. Because yeah. now it's reachable. Yeah. It's not 100 and some odd dollars to go get it, or it's not $90 to go get it, or it's not $40 to reserve it. Yeah. It's $40, go get it. Oh, well, okay, cool. I can squeeze $40. I can squeeze out $40. Or two friends, 20 bucks. Hey, let's make yeah, it happen. Yeah, and that's what we do. What we did is we uh, we like switched our... No, we didn't necessarily switch our console. But my main, my, my main account is on his PS4. His main account is on my PS4. So mm-hmm. every time I buy games, he gets them. And he buy he games, I get them. So we just game share that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we like split games. Another game that's been out lately that's getting some attention is... Um, so Battleborn got some attention for going up against Overwatch, and it's this MOBA, um, MOBA thing. Um, I've been playing the Battleborn open beta this weekend. That game looks phenomenal, first of all. Secondly, that game looks fun. I think people have been unfairly giving it a bad rap because it's in the MOBA space, and people are like, who's going to play this game when Overwatch is out? Overwatch is made by Blizzard, the same guys that made Warcraft, uh-huh. Diablo, Spacecraft, or... And Hearthstone, these guys are juggernauts. When they put out a game, everybody plays their game. The game is actually really, really, really fun in single-player mode. It's actually more in, like, people's like, why are they doing this? It's not in their wheelhouse. It feels more like Borderlands than people realize. I was playing that a little bit before service today. I was like, this is kind of fun. Like, I usually don't like this type of games. It's kind of fun. And they simplified the skills, the stats, the way you upgrade to something like I would be used to on console. You, boom. So a MOBA is a multiplayer, it's a massive online battle arena. So you pick a hero and you use a hero to do battle, play through the stages. And there's a single player mode and there's a story mode to that. You never have to play online. So I pick the character and so every match you upgrade. So you start at level one, you upgrade to level whatever. But then then this overall character mastery. So it it feels a lot, the way that you just described it, is it a lot like Clash of Clans? Um, kind of. Um, it's different, and um, MOBAs aren't my thing, so I have mm-hmm. a hard time explaining them in any sort of way that would do them justice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically a team of five versus a team of five. If you're playing okay. online, so it's a team of five versus a team of five. Mm-hmm. You pick a hero, they pick a hero, your team picks a hero, and let's say the mission is to take over their base. And so one team is trying to take over the other team's base. Uh, and in between, right. there's lanes. There's all sorts of things. Yeah, there's three lanes same. you can take. You mm-hmm. can take top lane, middle lane, bottom lane. There's going to be NPCs in the world you could take out. So let's say in Dota, there's a dragon that summons. And if your team takes out the dragon, you get a huge power boost for whoever picks it up 
Um, there's all sorts of things to manage, like economy, when to upgrade your skills, mm-hmm. skill efficiency. Very similar to yeah, okay. Um, combination. So, like, let's say I pick um, Thorn, and she has a skill that basically puts a area of effect to one spell. Anyone, any enemy that enters that area of effect is slowed down, does less damage, and tethered. And so I throw that down, an enemy gets caught in it, my teammates can just go ham and take out that enemy. Mm-hmm. Or I could pick the different skill where I throw it down, and if I'm standing in it, I'm quicker, my arrows do more damage, and they poison. So I can make the decision. Do I want to play more team-based or do I want to play more self-based or more like single-player-based? And there's actually teams where, okay, we don't need you to CC crowd control. Um, I know I didn't explain this but people don't. So we don't need you to CC. We have another CC character. So you be more aggro. Well, it's funny that you mention that because um, I go back to um, I go to go back to my son Derek, and he was when they were in basic training. Mm-hmm. This was hilarious. The top like fifteen people that was in the basic training unit that he did, as far as military police is concerned, the top fifteen that made expert when they did the marksmanship the best of the best every last one of them were shooter game people oh, yeah. they were online doing shooter games and they were murdering it out of that 15 the top 5 were girls I believe it and out of that top 5 out of that 5 all of them were either into Halo or um, let me see. Um, they did um, the Tom Classic games. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Um, but they were all into shooter type games, where they were going out and they had to learn how to snipe, how to position themselves, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they basically they turned themselves into mentally they got into the shooter mode, so that when they got live ammunition and live weapons, boom, they knew how to hold it, how to position it. How to get the most out of the shot? How to aim, etc. Just by being on the yeah, games. Yeah, and it's it's wild. And the military the is incorporating that. They're like, yes, we need this right now to get this done. That's like you'll see in a lot of business schools. This is going to come up where they're taking video games. They're taking games like, for example, the video game The Godfather. Yeah. Or they're it doesn't it doesn't matter. Or they're taking role playing games. And they're, they're telling them, okay, look, in this particular game, this is how it looks. This is how it's going to come across. In the business world, how does this mimic what you are going to have to go through? And they're doing that. And the Godfather is frightening on the results because the people are coming out smarter and more ruthless to combat what they have to face worldwide in the business world than ever before. Yeah, the Godfather 2 is the last Godfather game that came out. Mm-hmm. I love that game, strictly because it's all about building a team. Mm-hmm. Um, the team, like, it is how to build a company from the ground up. Absolutely. You are an individual, and you are given this family to manage, and you could take your original team, or you can bring in new people, and they're different. Like, I remember one guy, they had this one couple I had to assassinate. And in order to get the most value, I had to find a person who knew how to do stealth assassinations. I literally... Spent a week going from place to place trying to find one guy who knew how to do stealth assassinations. And there was like there were other people who knew how to stealth assassinations. But the reason I wanted to find this one particular guy is because he had a particular skill which gave him fast XP if he did do those stealth assassinations. Wow. 
So I spent the week finding one particular guy with one particular skill. I finally found him. He started out at the bottom of my rink. By the time he completed that mission, he was the third highest member in my game. In my game. So like, there's lots of things video games teach you um, that is just... It, it, and with the advent of VR, shooter training is going to be something else. Um, VR is huge. Witcher 3 you mentioned earlier. Mine probably second favorite game of all time. Um, is getting its final DLC, Blood and Wine. Keep your eyes out for that. If you are a fan of The Witcher game, Gwent, keep your eyes peeled for a physical copy. They're going to be limited. They are supposedly, not confirmed, but so the physical copies will come with two sets of Gwent cards. That hasn't been officially announced and released, but based on what they did with Hearts of Stone, it's going to happen again. Um, so... We'll get into this. And again, when we say this, we mean if we say anything that offends anyone, we don't do that with any ill intention or ill will or ill mindedness to it. But we're going to talk about Ghost in the Shell, the movie. Now, I've seen a lot of people complaining about what's her name? Scarlett Scarlett Johansson being cast as the main lead in Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell is an amazing anime series. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. It's the movie that got me into anime a long time ago. Yeah. Ghost in the Shell is fantastic. And I've seen a lot of people complaining about Hollywood whitewashing of this and that. And... Okay, come on. I'm sorry. I don't yeah, know. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah. We're, we're, we're getting there. Okay, yeah. go ahead. We're getting go there. Yeah. What I have, I, yeah, I have a very distinct opi- opinion. What, what, I, what I have to say is <laughs> I understand the intro- the controversy of Oscar So White. I understand that for a long time, African-Americans, Hispanic, have been passed up on roles that were historically meant for people like us. But at some point, white people got to eat, too. <laughs> like, like, come on. These guys are actors. And, okay, and like, I, I don't mean this in any kind of negative way. I, I was upset. I felt um, Creed should have been nominated for an Oscar. I yeah. felt Concussion should have been, and should have won an Oscar. Absolutely. Will Smith did a phenomenal job with Concussion. I, has Will Smith even won an Oscar, no, too? No, he has not. See, he's been, see, he's been he, nominated. He, uh, he's been nominated. Same with Leonardo. Yeah, Leo he finally won one. Yeah. But yet, where's the high for... Yeah, anyway. And that's so, discussion. And again, not that I don't understand. Compton should have been nominated. There were a ton of, ton of, ton of movies. And I, do I ascribe to this theories that all, like, black actors are only nominated when they're in a slave movie? No, I don't ascribe to that thought no, or whatever. No, no. Um, I think, like... A lot of things have to come along and go right in order for you to get nominated and win. Things is, the stars just have to align. It has to be the right cast at the right time with the right movie and the right director. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what happened with Leonardo DiCaprio. The resident, and like first of all, people talk about he's playing a Native American of some sort. Hmm, he's not Native American. Or, or, I haven't seen the Reverend. He's playing some indigenous person. Or, or, Leo even, doesn't look I'll indigenous. Even go to something, I'll even go to something that really kind of irked. But me. no one's complaining about that. Yeah, something that irked me in the movie Thor. I'm sorry I'm gonna go there and people can give me I'm sorry you can be mad at me I don't care but Israel's album should not have played should not have played the guy that was the gatekeeper I'm sorry it was a cast if it was an all white cast so what this is an ass guardian movie it is about it is about Nordish mythology there is no black 
in Nordish mythology. Um, and, and, and I'm sorry, I don't, I don't, I, there's some things I get, I understand it. Class diversity. I, 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 I do. I mean, you know, yes, I mean, movie, back, yeah. back in the day, we were upset with Anthony and Cleopatra with Elizabeth Taylor playing Cleopatra. I get that. But if you want to go, if you want to go full into that discussion, you have to make the piece relevant for what it is. And that's what yes. I'm saying. Like, here's my thing. Here's my thing. I've always said the part has to fit the actor. Absolutely. And first of all, people are like, here's first of all, anime to live action movies generally aren't good anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, they don't have Second of all, we haven't even given her a chance. I granted she did Lucy. She did Lucy, but Lucy was there's a fiction based on a book that wasn't really having anything. This right. already has a built-in fan base and a built-in history to build on. So they have something to build on. Mm-hmm. And lastly, let's not just act like all these... Not, and again, no offense, but let's not just act like just because they cast an Asian actor, it means it's automatically going to be good. I was very upset with Netflix. They did Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sword of Destiny. The sequel to what is, in my opinion, the greatest martial arts movie of all time and booked it. It was not great. It was... Not bad, but it was definitely not great. Right. They could have done better. A lot better. And here's my thing. There's not there's not a white person in that movie. They're all Asian. They all speak like they're Bernard Edinburgh. <laughs> the original was cast right. They uh-huh. did it right. It they was one did of those man- I think it was Mandarin Chinese. Yeah. Absolutely. The movie was originally shot in Mandarin Chinese and then reached they shot that movie twice. So they put in extra work. They shot it originally in, in Chinese, and that's how you should watch the original. You watch it in Chinese with English something. And now if you want to watch it dubbed or you want to watch the English version, that's fine. They do a good job. Well, it's like, for example, The Passion of the Christ. It was shot in Aramaic. Why? Because that was the voice. That's what, what they were talking about at that time period. Yeah. In the time of Christ, they were not talking in full-blown Greek. They were not talking in, Queen, in King's English. They were not talking in New York slang. They were talking in Aramaic. Yeah, and so, okay. yes. and so it should be done that way. I yeah. completely agree with yeah, and, okay, and again, I understand there's a, there's a lady who she's on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and she feels like there are plenty of Japanese artists that could have been fit the role. I guarantee you there are. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... I, 100%. I, I'm sure there's a thousand people 100%. who better fit that role for Catherine Zeta-Jones. But honestly, if they put that... If, if they're trying to bring that movie to the mass market and they attach a new name to it, it's not going to do as well as a Catherine Zeta-Jones. Uh, I keep uh, saying Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson movie. Right. Just because she's in Avengers. She's yes, a right. thing in an adventure. And well, she's actually, made a name for herself. Yeah, let her, and it's let, marketable. Let, let her eat. Well, here, and let them make money. I mean, I'll, just, I'll, bring, I, another, I I'll bring another controversy coming up. The the future um the the uh, the future Iron Fist movie. Mm-hmm. Gargantuan controversy coming up because they have not cast a they did not cast a Asian person to be Iron Fist. So, and I'm sorry, but if you remember the comic book, the comic book, Iron Fist was not Asian. I'm sorry, gotta go there, folks. But he wasn't Asian. Yeah, and again, I understand people want to use use the opposite argument of, okay, well, Johnny Storm in the New Avengers, why was he black? Fire, uh, yeah, Fantastic Four. Yeah, fa- yeah, Johnny Storm in Fantastic Four was black when originally 
He was uh, white. He was white in by the comics. Chris Evans. Yeah, by Chris Evans. In the okay. movies and in the comics, yeah. If you read some of the alternate storylines, there is a storyline where um, Johnny Storm and Susan Storm are adopted brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And in that storyline, again, don't quote me, I believe they're of two different races. So it's not like this is not already established in the comics book. And then someone said, um, and this is another thing. And again, it gets all race baiting and it's all yada, yada, yada. Another thing, go, there's another one I saw and it was like, I don't know if it was really Forbes or Photoshop Forbes. It was like, based on science, Superman should be black because he gets his powers from the yellow sun. False. He's Kryptonian. He doesn't get his powers from the yellow sun. They're hits. And Earth-38 already has a black Superman. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if it's actually Earth-38 or Earth-48. Here, but it's... There's already a black Superman somewhere. There's actually a couple of them. Well, so... Here, like, here, well, it goes back to... And he's an alien. Like, well, what, what matter? What is, well, why does it matter? Why does it matter? Well, see, it's like, for example, there was a... Um, I remember there was a gargantuan uh, controversy. I think it was like four or five years ago where Green Lantern was, uh, was gay. Um, yeah, they brought out. They, yeah, they, they changed it with the new Fifty Two. Mm-hmm. They made Alan Scott the Earth Two version. Mm-hmm. Gay. They left alone Hal Jordan. They left alone John Stewart. Yeah, Earth Two, and there was a huge and, and like huge. Thor became a woman. Thor was a woman. Thor's been a horse. Yeah, exactly. And, but but uh, I don't know why we're because. As, what is the power of Thor? Whoever wields the hammer will wield the power of Thor. Absolutely. So why does that matter? Yeah, it does. Thor, Thor, Thor Superman has picked up the hammer for crying out loud. Exactly. Captain America has picked up the hammer Vision. for crying out loud. Vision can pick up the hammer. Right. I so, mean, Batman would... Like, I feel like it would have to be like young Batman. But I don't think Batman could ever pick up that hammer. Right. Because like, exactly. his, his motives are just, but like he will kill you. <laughs> yes. right. And that's one I was like, uh, and that, but, like oh, Batman killed people too many people. Another, another role that really, really bothered me. Uh, Bane from uh, from Dark Knight Rises. I, 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 Tom Hardy's a great actor. Yeah, I'm not knocking. He makes amazing movies. He won Best Supporting Actor for The Revenant just recently. He won that Oscar. Should not have been Bane. Should not have been. I'm sure, again, there should have been some, maybe some Mexican actors, whether from Central America or from South America, that could play that role. And how do you change Bane's background so much? Such a key aspect of him. That, that to me, is where, like, if you are sticking, I don't, like, I feel, it's like, I understand she's Japanese. But, and then they were complaining about, oh, they ran digitally constructed yeah to make her look more Asian. Honestly, if you watch Ghost in the Shell, she doesn't look very Asian herself. Nope. And actually, well, she's an android, by the way, in case you yeah. forgot. She's an android. And and the, the the only problem that I have with the concept of Ghost in the Shell, as far as the actress is concerned, is that, and let's be real here for a minute, the enhancement of, of Japanese animation. Of course they made them look more Asian in the face because that was the whole concept. The whole world, for lack of a better phrase, was decimated with the exception of the Japanese culture. So, of course, they're going to enhance it like that. But the beauty part is she was an android. So you can technically remove and put in whoever you want to put in. It does not matter. Yeah, and then I want to, I want to, I think people are forgetting the scene in Ghosts in the Cell where she becomes a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white woman mm-hmm. to infiltrate a mission. Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all forgot about that? 
We just gonna act like that didn't happen? Oh, that's a seven day thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't he said it was like yeah, Stephen A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, that was Stephen A. Smith. Right? <laughs> yeah, I listen to him every morning, so I'm fine. But 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 it also goes back to, and, and I'm gonna go here for a minute. It also goes back to the whole concept, and I'm and I'm gonna go there for a minute. Is that <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble for this one? But hey, I, look, man, we ain't sponsored by nobody anyway. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, here's my here's my issue with it. Black America, African American, African Americans here, listen up. We do not have the right to complain, gripe, moan about any other race being quote not giving us the advantages in life. Until we can get rid of a couple of things, two off the bat, quit saying the N-word to each other. I'm sorry. Go there. And the second thing is, is that until we do like the Japanese and like the Chinese is concerned, they're like, oh, you don't want to give us advantages. Okay, we can solve that problem. We will put ourselves in a position where you will have to mask and come to us. We're not doing it, people. I'm sorry, I gotta go there for a minute. We're not doing it. You're right. People act like black skin and dark skin to a different race. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I'm just like, we're not doing it. And, and until that happens, you can't go to somebody white. You cannot go to somebody Latino. You cannot go to those other races and say the following: Guess what? You're infringing on my values. I'm sorry. What values are you enhancing? I mean, okay, Oprah, cool. That's wonderful. But she's putting on with the Super Soul Sundays and what have you. She's exploring the concepts of faith. Okay, cool. But she's also putting on mini porn on the Oprah channel. I'm just like, are you kidding me with some of the stuff that's on TV nowadays? Yeah, look, I don't watch TV. Yeah. I ain't got no cable. So the bottom line is, is that we cannot sit up here and say, well, that's that's this and that's that and poke and prod on on what I call political correctness until we get our own houses in order. Then maybe if we can get our own houses in order, we can quit dipping and dabbing into somebody else's. And I think that's the problem. Yeah. And uh, we have a friend, Josh Talley, and he's um, um, he's equated it all. And what I feel he's majority right i feel like there's some things that fall outside of this his theory mm-hmm. but he all equates it all to victim mentality is like mm-hmm. i am yeah. a victim because of this and therefore i deserve this or i wasn't given this so therefore i'm a victim Absolutely. and i must be paid repercussions and like why well, i don't feel everything is and then that like slavery is a real thing i feel like every time we talk about slavery it gets 100 years old all oh, slavery was 100 years ago and then a week later oh slavery was 200 years ago by the time oh monday by it's monday slavery is gonna be a thousand years ago no Slavery still more existent than it was ever really back then when it was legal. Yeah. Well, the problem like slavery was 100 years ago. Well, the segregation sad, was around in the 60s. Well, like, the sad part is that with slavery, the whole concept of slavery right now, slavery is being perpetuated more with within our own race than it is anything else. I mean, I'm sorry. Let's go there. Look at the sex trades that are going down in the South that are going on on the East Coast, even here in this town. Yeah, thirty five is bad. Yeah, Metcalf area, I think, has a high traffic. Right, exactly. I mean, until we clean up our own 
backyards, we really can't complain about everybody, everybody else. We just can't. Because then you look like, A, you look like a hypocrite, a gargantuan one. But B... You can't you, get the support. You, you, well, you're going to get laughed at. I mean, it's like if you come in, if you come, if you come in and you say, well, I, well, you know, I love Apple computers or I love everything Apple and everything in your house is PC, I'm going to laugh at you. And I should because you're a hypocrite. You're like, I love everything Apple. Okay, then, man, when are you going to phase out all your PCs and go get Apple? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay, then, then quit saying I love Apple. You're a liar. (laughs) I'm sorry, but you're a liar. Yeah. (laughs) You know. You ran. I mean, it's like, I love pit bulls. Okay, then why do you have chihuahuas running around in your house? I don't know. Okay, then, then quit saying you love pit bulls. Go get a pit bull. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, and again, like I said, not every situation. I know that that was really crazy, but it is what it is. It makes yeah, sense. No, it makes sense. And like, we're not, again, one of the, we're not sponsored by anybody, so we can say what we want. Not even if, we got even if you're sponsored by me, I'd be like, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> go yeah. We got our first <laughs> Yes! Yes! <laughs> we'll talk about that offline, but yes, I would love to be your first sponsor. Yes, go ahead. Go for it. Uh, no, like we, un- I understand it's a, it's a complicated, complex situation. Yes, um, not everything should feature all white actors all the time, but white people gotta eat too. Absolutely, That's very true. Absolutely, yeah. like come on, like and you can't. Like here's my thing. Like not, I'm like you. I'm like again. Like I understand how hard people have had to work and understand pay the way, and we can't give up fight. We must remain vigilant. All the things Jesse Jackson says. I get that. But come on. At some point, and I said this on my Facebook, at some point, the discussion has to be like, we need more black people. We need more females. We need more yada yada. We need more of this. Yes, we do. But at one point, does the discussion move to be like, we need the most qualified person in this house. Thank you. I need this. I have a job. I need I have a position that needs to be filled. Right. And I need this position filled with the most qualified person. I don't care if they are a Turkish Muslim or a Caucasian cook from New York who had this skill but never had an opportunity to use it. But now we have a position, they can fill this position and they can be beneficial. That is the point I want us to get to. We have a position that gets filled and it has to be filled by the most qualified person for that job. Here's a prime example. That's why I asked. And I agree with you 100%. And here's a prime example. Look, I need a person in my company right now that can help me to unlock cell phones. So if a person want to come over to my carrier, they can. Okay? I don't care what you look like. True that. Okay? You can be you can be the most you can be physically revolting. Can you do the job? Yes. Good. You're hired. Have a nice day. But if in case y'all didn't catch that, that's a hired dog. I am. In case y'all didn't know. In case y'all didn't know, that was a and problem. I'm actually hiring, and I'm actually hiring on commission basis for 35 agents here in town. I have found one. So now it's down to 34. So if you want to come work for me, I don't care what you look like. As long as you got some hustle and some skill, I will teach you the rest. But the bottom line is if you want to come make money, I don't care. Straight. Gay. Black. White, Latino, Asian, I don't care. I don't. Because when it's all said and done, look, we about this money. success and money does not care about looks and style. It doesn't. Because if that's the case, Bill Gates should have never made a dime. True that. Let's be real. <laughs>
I'm sorry. Yeah. People get so mad. The hate mail is going to be Let's be real. Oh, man. Bill Gates should have never made it down if that's the case. Yeah, there's that one video of all the Xbox execs on on stage. Mm-hmm. I think it was when Windows Vista or one of those Windows things dropped, and they're dancing. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Oh exactly. no. Like, why look you, at this. Oh, look at this Lord. character staff oh. that's on the first Apple, the first Microsoft <laughs> oh, team. What? Lord, they can't dance. Nobody was a beauty queen on that place. Nah, Let's just be real. But guess work. what? Who cares now that they're worth? You you got you you got uh, you got Wozniak. Billions. Paul Allen, billions. Bill Gates, billions. Probably gonna walk on trillion before he dies. Nobody was a billion was a beauty queen. But you know what they cared about? Can you do the job? And that's all that matters in life. Can you do the job? Because look, missionaries, when they're going out to church and they're trying to help somebody, they don't care what you look like. Can you preach the word? Yes. Good. Go. True that. You right? All right, man. That was dope. Uh, I love having heated discussions. I'm a psychologist, so I like that. All right. Let's, uh, um, I think we're going to skip the gameplay section. We've been running a little long, so... Um, actually, did you play anything? We were pretty much. I think we already we, talked about. We, we've we been had, playing Kingdom Hearts. We've been playing Kingdom Hearts. We have, I played a little. I bit haven't touched my bit. console. I haven't t- since Kingdom Hearts came out. I haven't touched my console at all. Yeah. I, I, the, the only game that I am playing right now on my phone is is a there is a there's a chess game that I just flat out love. Um, I mean, you played Minesweeper for a long time. I tried. I, I, played, played, I tried I, to get yeah. back into Minesweeper. I, 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 mean, I almost broke my phone. And it's so called Chess. It's called Dear Chess Wise. Okay. I love it. I, I just love it. You can play one or two player. Um, you can play in post. You can play in games. Do analysis. All the rest of it. It's a great little game. I love it. Yeah. But that's the only really game that I'm getting into. The rest of it is just trying to build my company. But other than that, yeah, it's just chess wise. I, I just I played for the entire winter, like this past winter. I played Minesweeper. I went back on my phone, found Minesweeper, and was playing it on my iPhone. <laughs> Minesweeper people For those who don't know It existed on the Windows 96 Before XP came out Oh yeah That's where you should be mom Or, or huh. Tetris Oh I spent like three months playing Tetris I was addicted It was really ugly <laughs> I played on my lunch break I was like okay I'm playing Tetris And people are like what are you doing I'm playing Tetris. Tetris Just leave me alone <laughs> What are you doing I'm playing Tetris Just leave me alone They're like dude are you still playing Tetris dude, yes. Just leave me alone Shut your face I'm playing Tetris. <laughs> yeah, Kingdom Hearts uh, for the both of us uh, has really been that main game in terms of our gameplay. Really, that we've, we've done. It's an amazing game. Um, check it out. It's both on iOS and on the Android market. Um, mm-hmm. If people ever want to take a look at it, um, so yeah. uh, not much for the gameplay section today. So. Yeah. All right, you guys already know what it is. We're gonna take a quick break and be back with the money to blow section. Call me what you want, but you can't call me broke. Money. Pull up with a chopper and a telescope. Alright, uh, money wall section. Uh, mine is kind of predictory. I haven't really spent money. I'm about to drop a whole bunch of money to get my car out the shop. Um, as y'all have known, my car is in the struggleville. I got a lot wrong with it. And we just going, we just going, we struggle real. We, uh, struggles real. Yeah. Bruh. Yeah. 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 So we going to be all right though. J. Cole said it. Well, no, Kendrick said it. You see, I, I'm, the struggle is so real, I can't figure out J. Cole from Kendrick. But Kendrick said it. We going to be all right. 
Um, so <laughs> I'm gonna get my car out the shop on Monday. That's about it. Um, I'm gonna spend any money on anything. Um, now nah, I haven't bought anything. Okay, I guess my turn. Um, so this is gonna cover the last two weeks since we skipped last week. So. Yes. Uh, for me, I bought a new iPhone, guys. I got the new iPhone SE, uh, rose gold color. It is nice. Very nice. Very nice. I got that power. I got pretty much the power of the 6S in the size of the 5S, minus one or two features that the 6S has. I don't care. I, I love this phone. It is gorgeous. Really? Ugh. It is gorgeous. 64 gig? No, 16 gig? I just went ahead and got the 16 gig. Yeah, 16 gig, rose gold. Uh, I, got, I have the 64 rose gold. I like the rose gold color. I don't know. The rose gold is nice. So nice. Yeah, uh, but like that was that was seriously my big purchase. Uh, I'm just trying to save money. I got some things coming up, a couple trips coming up, so save that money and then... Uh, you save that money. <laughs> <laughs> So, Chris, um, usually what the Money Bow section is, is we talk about things we purchase. Usually, like, it's usually, like, ends up being, I picked up this game, I picked up this comic, or I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Was there anything that not non-bank-breaking besides food or spending time on your money or your wife <laughs> that you bought that you would like to share with the podcast? Don't um, feel any pressure I, to. I think my biggest thing recently was I I bought, like, I, I wanted to get another... Um, Bluetooth headset, so I ordered one. Um, I found a great deal on the ones because you can kind of loop around your mm-hmm. neck. Yeah, and I actually found it for three bucks. Oh, it was, on it was on Amazon. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, I'll, I'll show you later, but it is absolutely incredible. It's the same one that everybody else is getting, but I found it on Amazon for three for three bucks, and I was like, oh, I'm getting this, and. You know, and I and I found it, and I was just like, I gotta, I gotta get that. And so, yeah, that that was basically my big, my big purchase uh, for the for the week. I mean, it was just I, I try to find these little small little deals, and then I try to highlight those deals on my Facebook page. Um, but that was my that literally was my um, that was my big that was my purchase. big purchase. Yeah, I um, matter of fact. No, I take that back. It wasn't three. I take that back. It was five dollars and ninety six cents. And flash shipping or free shipping. And it is on Amazon.com. No, this is not a game. This is real. Free shipping? Lord have mercy. Yeah, it was free shipping. Lord have mercy. That's too good of a deal. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, so um, that's we might as well just move to the recommendation section. I want to recommend a show on NBC. I kind of hate how NBC is handling the show because. Some of the episodes are gated, so you have to have mm-hmm. a cable subscription with an NBC nonsense, yada, yada, yada. But if you have Hulu, you can watch the last five or six episodes. It's called The Carmichael Show. It's headed up by a comedian called, uh, named Gerard Carmichael. It's basically the modern-day... I don't want to say modern-day Cosby's, but it's like the modern-day Martin mixed with Fresh Prince with okay. the hit of the Cosby's because it's a, it's a predominantly black cast mm-hmm. but Gerard Carmichael is a millennial who's living with his girlfriend his parents are old school 
black folk. They kind of really just pops as a blue collar working woman. Mom's mm-hmm. kind of retired. She just lives at home. And he's a little bit more up fashion. He's out of the house. And with his girlfriend, she's light skinned. So they deal with racial issues like that. Right. They deal with issues. His brother's a little bit hood, older, divorced, kind of lives at home. Just moved out. Just kind of got a job. So they deal with all these issues. They talk about everything. They talk about white flight. They talk about black fright. They talk about Islamophobia, homophobia. They talk about Christianity, religion, abortion. And it's a great show because they don't pull punches. I remember he was on a podcast talking about the show. He was like, I refuse to take no for an answer. If there's a legal reason I can't say something, I won't say it. But if it's just because you're scared, we're going to lose followers. Sorry, I'm going to say it. And that's what makes the show good. Um, I usually don't make two recommendations, but if you like Gerard, uh, if you if if you like the Carmichael show, but want something a little bit more family friendly, so you can watch with your kids, because the Carmichael show is something I would say um, fifteen and up. Um, but if you want something a little more family friendly um, that really deals with those same issues in the same way, but you know I'm a little comedic, try it. Blackish, I love Blackish. Blackish. Uh, my dad like my dad watches Blackish. I am. Uh, and he heard Obama watches the show, and I was on the couch watching him. What show is that? Like, Blackish. He was like. Obama likes that show. Can I watch it too? I'm like, oh, nope. Well, yeah. can't. Gotta stop watching the show now. Dad wants to watch it. Dad wants to watch it. <laughs> yeah, can't watch it. No, Blackish is a great show. I, I, I think they're on mid-season break right now. But good. They just had a very heavy episode recently. Um, it was the episode dealing with uh, black on black crime and a lot of these political, like, the Black Lives Matter. Yeah, the Black Lives Matter movement. And so the kids, these kids who are like six and eight. Six right? and, they're, they're a pair of twins. They're like, well, in real life, they're six and eight. Then there's a 15-year-old and then there's like a And the little kids want to know what's going on. Why is everyone gathered around the TV and what's this whole... Yeah, and, and so then, the parents are like, how do we tell them? Yeah, and because they have, the, they have mm-hmm. the kids, the really kids, they have the teenagers... The millennials, and they have the parents who are and middle, like so they're like 45, 50, and then and they have the grandparents. So they have this wide, beautiful discussion about across like, black all generations. And, and it's Ooh. that episode is probably the, that is probably the best so episode. Powerful, yeah. If you want to watch an episode, if you want to watch an episode of Blackish that really captures, like, captures. I want to say the majority of how most black people feel in America. Or just the, well, the black community as a whole or a general perspective. Because you get Whether you get you're all in it or you're from the outside looking in. Watch that okay. episode. Because it's, it's, it's a great look at everything. Um, so that's a good. That's what I'm going to say. Do you have anything to recommend? Yeah, I, I actually have two shows that I'll recommend. Uh, they don't have to be shows. They can be movies, games, cardboard. Oh, no, minor shows. Okay. Minor okay. shows. Right. My, my biggest thing is that I love... I get... I get a lot of my inspirations, thought, what have you, from shows. Um, a show that I love to watch in heavy, heavy, heavy rotation is um, is Anthony uh, Bourdain, Parts Unknown, yeah, or, or, no, or No or uh, No Reservations, that type of deal. He does he does his show with so much. It is so interesting and so much class. And he breaks down a lot of barriers. One of the most fascinating shows that he did was the one he did in the Bronx, where he where he did a discussion with Africa Bambata and oh, wow. talked about and talked with uh, and talked with uh, Melly Mel and, and talked with Cool Herc and sat down and was like, okay, tell me about the beginning of rap and the and the detail that he had like. Um, Africa Bambadi, when he was spinning as a DJ and spinning and spinning records, 
he literally took every label off of his record because he did not want the competition to know what he was getting ready to play next. So he had to memorize every record that was in his crate in a certain way so that he could pull them out and go, okay, this is what I need for a James Brown riff. This is what I need from an Otis Redding riff. This is what I need here, and I can mix it and sample it and go here. Or he went to China, which I didn't, because uh, China, I found out one time that China um, ordered $2 billion worth of red wine last year, which made China the number one importer of red wine in the world. Now realize that that means that they took almost 50% of all the red wine that could be sold out of France. 50% went to China. Wow. That's a lot of red wine, man. Hey, hey, hey. He had, they showed the, he, he, sold, uh, he showed this one guy who actually bought the Roosevelt Trading Company in China because they had a hub in China. Um, and they showed all the signs of Franklin and, and Theodore Roosevelt and what have you. And I, I was like, wow, this Chinese guy, real estate and communications mogul, bought this. He literally, he literally has a whole cellar that he turned into his own eating area where he can have a section of France, wine-wise, every night. He can have it every night. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. So that's my first show that I want to recommend. It's Anthony Bourdain. Parts Unknown. I just love it. Um, I will say that the one of the deepest ones that I ever watched with him was the one with Glasgow. Scotland. Wow. Some stuff in there that was just incredible. Absolutely incredible. The next show that I will recommend that I, I flat out I just love is is the uh, is the blacklist blacklist yes that's a really good one oh on NBC yes I've heard a lot of good things about oh, that I, show. I, 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 I started watching watch I started it. watching that show season one episode one when it aired live and I've fallen off just because school and work but I really really love I, I will say this and I'm just going to put it out there to me it is the modern day equivalent of V for Vendetta oh that's so good to me, huh. it is the modern day equivalent of V V uh, V for Vendetta. I really do believe that the character, the the character that James Spader is playing, is V. And I believe the little girl is playing Natalie Port, uh, Portman's role. I really believe that that's where they're going with that, and they're actually, but they're actually showing there was a correlation between them and how they inter, uh, how they interlink as far as within their worlds are concerned. But I really do believe that that's where they're going with it, with a twist of James Bond. But yeah, really, really good. It is an intensely great, great show. So those are my two. Those, those, those are my two, without question. Okay. Um, oh, I'm sorry. One more. Um, book that I'm planning to buy two weeks from now, Ask Gary V by Gary Vaynerchuk. Bar none, the, the only business book that you better buy before September of this year. If you don't get it, you are absolutely retarded. You got to get it because it is the only way to promote anything on social media. If you don't get it, you're stupid. That's it. Okay. Um, 
For me, I, I think we'll just kind of—I just want to continue pushing Kingdom Hearts. It's, it's a fun mobile game. It's a—I mean, we've talked about it, and words cannot express how much fun it is and how little those little intricate things are are out there. So I'm gonna push that even more. Square Enix is not paying me, but I'm plugging it. So pay him. I wish. I wish. <laughs> I still have their original Kingdom Hearts one cover oh, you when really they were called now. Square Soft. Yeah, you really gotta pay him now. Come on, Square dude. Soft. I have it. Yeah. All right. Well, this is the part of the show where we wrap things up. We're um, as we as we say, um, we're a podcast about everything. At the same time, we're a podcast about nothing. Um, we truly appreciate you guys listening. These conversations were going to be happening anyway. We just decided to turn the mic on and put it out for the world to hear. Um, Chris, we truly appreciate you. Thank you. Um, coming through. This is um, awesome. So, yeah, go ahead, plug your stuff, and then we'll uh, we'll bow out and um, call it a good call it put our sneaks on and call it a good run. Okay, that's a J Cole line by the way. All right, it's a good rap. Yeah. <laughs> you can't tell J Cole is one of my favorite rappers. Yeah, top five. Um, I will uh, I will say Corby Telecom it is in my personal opinion with what we're doing with Temple Wireless it is the only company that's actually trying to get you to the point where you are paying absolutely nothing for your cell phone and there's ways where you can do that where you send me three people if you're on the service already you send me three people and they stay on the service your bill is absolutely nothing um, you can utilize not only the T-Mobile lines, but also Verizon and Sprint. So you can utilize their networks and we have very competitive rates on there. You can go to www.christopher994679.templewireless.com um, and check us out. I mean, we've been more than happy not only have you as a customer, but also as an agent. The other thing, too, is I am hiring. Yes, I said it. I am hiring. Uh, email me your resumes. Email me your requests. Um, you can email me at uh, Christopher nine 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 four six seven nine at com. And I am hiring for three positions. The first one, of course, is sales manager. Um, the second one, of course, is any type of technical support, in particular web design. And also my biggest one is if you have the ability to unlock phones. I need you right now. Um, I am going to be charging people to unlock phones and then sign them up for my service. But at the same time, I need a technician that will be able to do that, not only remotely, but also um, but also live with me. So I'm very interested in those. But that's Corby Telecom, and we're just here to make sure that you are not paying outrageous prices for cell phones. That's it. That's my plug. Cool. And I'm Chris Jones. Cool. Yeah. Right. I'm Mookie. Rafiki. So if you ever um, want to get in contact with us, be sure to find us on Facebook, even more about nothing. Uh, email us. We want to communicate with you guys. We love you guys. Deep down. <laughs> uh, but email us at even more about nothing at gmail.com. So there. Yeah, we're still trying to figure out the YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter situation. We got Facebook down. Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, we're trying to figure out. Yeah. Ace, I need them passwords because I don't know where you be at. Hit my line. Ace. <laughs> come on, man. Ace. Come on, man. Hit my line, cuz. I need these Come passwords. on, Ace, man. Uh, 
Uh, help, yeah. help you, Malays. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, I want to. I think it's it goes for Rafiki. I says it. Love you guys. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. Deuces. <laughs>